Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com. Hey, uh, good to see you, church. Um, If you've got your word, uh, jump in to Philippians chapter 2. We're going to be there um, for the most of the time we'll be in that text we will jump around but we'll start there so last week i kicked off the one another's and um as i said last week there's 59 one another's in scripture now if you went home and counted those god bless you but there are 59 of them um and when I'm not going to have time to cover all 59 this fall, we're going we're gonna to do this series up till about Thanksgiving. Um, but I'm just going to highlight some of them. Some Sundays I may combine a couple of them just because they kind of go together. But uh, last week we started with love one another. You got to love one another. Amen. But today, today's one another is like, it's like the mountain. Because if you... If you don't do this one, I can almost guarantee you, you won't do the others. Okay? So this is the one, it's, it's the big one that everything else hinges on. It's like, it's like, um, it's just kind of like the one, it's like oxygen. If you don't have it, it doesn't matter how good you look. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> It's just going to be in a box, okay? But, but this is the one you've got to have. So this is prefer one another. And we live in a day and time that we just don't get to see prefer one another very often. Amen? You may drive with them also, all right? But in Romans 12.10, listen to this word. Romans 12.10, it says, In honor, give preference to one another. Hmm. That already is starting to stretch some of you, all right? In honor, give preference to one another. Now, I'm not real sure how much of Romans 12.10 is going on in the nursery right now. Because, you know, if you have a toy, that kid is not interested in that toy until another kid gets that toy. And then there's no preference that's on the table. It's like, it's mine, 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 mine. And then it starts. And now every kid wants that toy. And then it's just, the, you know, the, 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 the adult leaves and, you know, she you know, pulls the white flag, I give up, you can have them boys. You know, I mean, it's that kind of thing. So it's a hard, it's hard to teach it. It's hard to do it, but prefer one another. So go to your scripture, Philippians chapter two, Philippians two, I'm gonna begin verse one, it's kind of a long text, 11 verses I'll read, but I want you to get the crux of this uh, as we read this. Verse one, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, If any comfort from his love, any fellowship with his spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the spirit and purpose. Verse 3, do nothing 
out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each one of you should look not only on your own interests, but also the interests of others. Verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus, who, being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. That, my friend, is prefer one another. There's a lot there, okay? In prefer one another, your attitude should be that of Christ Jesus. Okay, he preferred us, did he not? Then we ought to prefer others. If we're ever going to be like Jesus, because people say all the time, I'm just trying to be like Jesus. Well, if you want to be like Jesus, prefer others. Consider others better than yourselves. How many of y'all are seeing that all the time? All right, man. Listen to me. I think one of, it's the foundation of one another is prefer one another. It's the foundation. All others come from it. You will not ever comfort someone if you can't prefer them. You won't ever encourage them. You won't accept them. You won't greet them. You won't pray for them. And you won't do anything. Why? Because you don't even know they're out there. I mean, we live in a world today that we're just a bunch of screen junkies. And, and sometimes to the shock in all of us that there are other people that are out there. I mean, you may work with them. You may drive with them. You may shop with them. I mean, people bump into you now. Why are they bumping into you? They're blind? No, 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 no. They're not blind. They have their head on a screen, all right? They're, you've, they're, in order to prefer people, you first got to see them. How many people can prefer people they don't see? You're not going to prefer anybody you don't see. So, so understand what Jesus is trying to say is, it all begins with attitude, yes. But I think it begins with eyesight. Because if you don't see them, chances are real good you're not going to prefer them. You're not going to let them go first in any way. So let's look at some hindrances. Hindrances, the greatest hindrance to preferring others. Part of the maturation process in becoming like Jesus involves teaching children how to share and consider others. But for some of us, even as adults, we still struggle with considering others more important than ourselves. The biggest hindrance to preferring others is selfishness. A selfish person is not a person that models preferring others. It's just not. And I don't need you bumping anybody at this point, okay? I just need you to understand that we can be very selfish, okay? And we really can. And sometimes you don't even know as a couple how selfish you are until you have children. (laughs) 
And then you realize I'm really a selfish pig. I mean, you are, because all of a sudden you have this time-eating machine that demands your time. You're like, I'm trying to watch the game here. What's up with this? Well, they have a dirty diaper. Well, it'll be there when the game's over. I mean, that is not going to go well. Don't, don't say that, okay? That's not, that's not good for you either. You're not going to see that game. But, but we, we can be very selfish. We can want to do something. Hot meals... You ain't going to get a hot meal until about age seven, so just go ahead and get over that. So, I mean, it's just, it's hard not to be selfish. We live in a world that caters and almost pre-programs us to be selfish. We do. And if we're going to live in this world but not of this world, we're going to have to fight against it. Because I'm telling you, they'll just bring it to your table. I mean, they'll just serve you. They'll just make it all about you. So a big hindrance is selfishness. James 3.16 says this, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Man. So when someone suffers from being selfish or someone's self-absorbed, that means that Jesus is trying to tell us, listen, if you, let this, if you let this hang out too long in you, you're going to become evil. Evil? Now that changes it. I'm not going to be evil. I'm, I'm a great person. Yeah, but you're selfish. And if you stay selfish too long, you can have evil practices. We must learn to focus our attention on others Becoming other people-oriented instead of self-oriented. Now, I mentioned this in the first service. So we, we moved Natalie from one apartment complex to the other apartment complex Friday and Saturday, and then I went and did a wedding. So we, were at, we got done about lunchtime, 1230. So me and we basically those who were there, we went to Cane's to eat. And we were whew, needing some Cane's at that time. So... We needed to wash our hands, obviously. So we walked in, and we, b- before we ordered, we went to the restroom to wash our hands. So we walked in. This is me and Nathan and Brett. We walk in, and there's a little boy in there. He's probably about eight. Now, we walk in. I want you to understand this correctly. We walk in, and he is washing his hands. Okay, he's not, that's where he was, okay? So we take care of business, and we're ready to wash our hands, well, Nathan's waiting, and Brett is waiting, and I'm finished, and I'm waiting. And this little boy that we walked into washing his hand is still washing his hands. Now, I'm all about personal hygiene, and I'm soap's awesome, and that's bravo, okay? That dude is not going to have any skin left for germs to get on if he doesn't turn the water off. So we're standing there, and they're standing there, and I'm like, is that the same kid? Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, oh, he's wrapping up. Oh, no. No, he got that soap off to put more soap on. Pumps the thing, lathers up. Works better if you move him, dude. He just sets him there. I'm like... Flip them like a pancake. Flip them. He just leaves them there. And all three of us are like, seriously? Does he know anybody else is breathing here? We're not small. Nathan's not a small guy. And Brett's not a small guy. I'm a little average. But you can see us. 
All right, so a kid that spends that amount of time and detail washing his hands, you would think, for the love of Jesus, he is going to get paper towels. <laughs> oh, no. Who needs a paper towel, dude? There was paper towels. He just finishes. I mean, he is dripping wet. Goes over to the door, can't even pull it because his hand keeps slipping off. So I use my foot to open a door while Junior goes out. He's dripping, drips to the next door, drips out in the restaurant. We look at each other like, what in the fat is going on around here? I mean, this kid is so self-absorbed. I mean, his mama told him to wash his hands and sing a song. He sung that thing like six times, okay? We finally wash our hands and use paper towels, and we go out. But why use paper towels when the doorknob's all wet? So it just got wet again. So it doesn't matter. But you, unless until if you're not going to prefer people if you don't see people, and y'all been with people like that. I mean, they don't even know you're there. And you've got to wake up and understand that the reason Jesus could prefer others is because Jesus was all about people. He just saw people. Jesus saw needs before anybody else saw the needs. Disciples, he'd been trying to teach them forever. He'd walk up to a situation, especially like the feeding 5,000, they're like, people are hungry? We didn't even notice. It's like, get your head out of your nets, dude. What's wrong with y'all? I mean, you got to see people, and that's a key. So secondly, selfishness is a hindrance. Se- secondly, you got to die to self. you got to die to self. If you're not going to die to you, you're never going to be able to see others out there. You'd be so consumed. Preferring others often requires dying to self. Perhaps that's why Paul, who we consider the greatest Christian, said in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, I die every day. Man, I die every day. Unless you die every day to your personal selfish ambitions, you're going to have a hard time preferring others. And what this world needs to see today is the absolute model of preferring others in this world today. Because this is the opposite of that. Go back a couple um, pages. Go to Galatians 2. Kind of the benchmark of dying to self. This passage that Paul penned. Galatians 2.20 Galatians 2.20. If this is not highlighted and underlined in your Bible, it would be a good one. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. In the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The life I live now, I live in Christ. I die. Out in my margin, I wrote personal funeral daily. Because see, one of my prayers every morning is, God, may there be less of me and more of you. May I decrease and may you increase. Because let's face it, I love the fact that people like Jeff. But what they really like is the Jesus in Jeff. And what they really love about us is the Jesus in us. The more Jesus in you, the more people are attracted to you. The less Jesus in you, the more people are scattered from you. And that includes your home. You want to really, really, really be a romantic guy? 
get filled up with Jesus, your wife will just, whoo, she'll think you're the greatest thing in the world and vice versa. You have to die daily. Now, I'm going to tell you a story, true of me, and I was young, but I wasn't dead at this point, okay? So how many of y'all still do family reunions? Got families that do family reunions? We have big family reunion. So one of the staple items at almost every family reunion is fried chicken, all right? I don't know if you can have a family reunion without fried chicken. I don't know, you know? Maybe it's meatloaf, but that just sounds wrong. But so fried chicken. So I got this cousin. I mean, I got this uncle, and he's just crazy, Everybody's got one. He's just crazy, okay? So at the family reunion, my brother and my cousins, our whole reason almost to being good and attending these things is so that we could sit down eating chicken, watch where our uncle was in line, let him get his fried chicken, because what he absolutely loved more than anything is fried chicken, but not just fried chicken, but the chicken legs. But he was... There was enough sweet in him, or at least thoughtfulness, not to get all 26 of them the first time through the line. So he would get a couple, and we would sit at a table so we could have a bead eye on that fried chicken pan. Now, we would all be eating, and my cousins are watching me because, unfortunately, I'm the oldest, which meant I started this. And so, so... He, the minute he, he's a pretty good size guy. So the minute he begins to get up to go back for seconds and we know only where he's going, we would beat him to the chicken and get every single one of the chicken legs. And we would go back and sit down and every one of us would go, look right at him. And he would bang, look at us. And we knew the rest of the day we were going to be running from him. Now, I would like to tell you at that time in my life, in that age, I was not born again. Because it would really sound better. But I had been saved about a year. I was 11. So the Spirit of God lived in me. I just didn't let it come up very often. So not at that moment, okay? But you got to die to self. And at that point... I wasn't dying to self. I was trying to terrorize someone, and I did a really good job because I got every one of them. So, but you got to die to self. You got to die to your own preferences, your own selfish ambition, what you want, and it's hard. It's hard. But every day you got to get up and go, God, I'm about to walk into a world. It's tough. It's ugly. You know what I'm going to face today? I don't know, but you do know. So, God, I pray that I would be less of me and more of you, that I would decrease and you would increase. And God, just help me die to me and help them to see you. Preferring others does not mean that you become a doormat and people just walk all over you. See, they think that's what we do. They think, well, you just, well Jesus laid down his life. You just laid down your life. For, you are. Yes. Jesus laid down his life for us, and we should lay down our lives for others. But my friends, we're not supposed to be a doormat and let people just walk all over you. You may be here today, and you're saying, Jeff, I have a relationship. It's out of balance, man. I prefer them. They never prefer me. And you may have to take them to your favorite coffee shop and get your best coffee, because you're needed, your favorite coffee, all right? And sit down and have a very hard conversation and say, listen, here's what's happening here. I love you, but, but here's what I'm seeing. 
I spend a lot of time preferring you, but you're not spending any time preferring me. You're out of balance. And I can't keep doing this because I'm, I'm trying to lay my life down for you and, and, and prefer you, but I'm not feeling the same from you. And I can't keep doing this. So something's got to change. And it may be in your house. It may be a close friendship. It may be your students. Students, you may be need to have coffee with mom or dad or maybe just with mom because you're just abusing her, okay? But you need to say, listen, I'm just running over you and, 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 I'm, and you may have to stand up and say, listen, I'm trying to prefer you. I'm trying to lay my life down for you. I'm trying to, to put you first. But is there ever going to be a moment where I'm first? For moms, they think it's once a year on Mother's Day. Great card, but what I, I need to see the next 364. Amen? But, but you've got to understand that Jesus is not asking you to be a doormat. But he's asking you to prefer others. But sometimes you've got to have a tough conversation with some people and say, hey, this thing is way too one-sided. Way too one-sided. So next, if we're going to prefer others, we've got to enjoy a healthy self-image. Right? You've got to have a healthy self-image. In John 13... There's, a, there's an encounter with Jesus. It's the Passover meal. He, he, he knows this is the Passover meal. He knows what's coming. He knows the end is near. And in the midst of the Passover meal with his disciples, he gets up from the table and takes a basin of, of, of water and takes a towel from his waist and he washes the disciples' feet. And I'm going to tell you something. In the midst of that group, was Judas, and he washed his feet. I think a big hinge, a big marker, if, if, if we're going to prefer others, is when you can absolutely wash the feet of your enemy, then you have, you've become like him to prefer others. You say, well, I don't even know where he lives. I don't know where he is anymore. All that. Let me say something to you. The act of letting someone off the hook or letting them go or forgiving someone, if you can absolutely wash their feet, then you've absolutely forgiven them. You say, well, man, if I do that, they win. <laughs> it's not about winning, man. It's not about winning. Jesus could wash the feet because he had a very healthy self-confidence of who he was. He knew who he was. He is confident in who he was in Christ. He was confident in what God had done for him and asked him to do. He was confident and secure in his future. He knew. Look at, look at uh, that, go on in that text. Look at verse 14. He says this, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. You see, he became confident that God would meet his needs. He knew God would take care of him. He didn't have to take care of himself. He didn't have to worry about making sure he was taken care of. He knew God had him so he could serve others. When we're confident of who we are in Christ, and that begins with the fact that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we've been born again. We're confident we're in Christ. We're confident and secure that he's got our future. Listen to me. He's going to take care of you. He's got you. He's going to fight for you. All right? 
He's going to meet your needs. He is a good, good father. And because he's such a good, good father, we can be so good, good, good to others. See, you don't have to run and chase and beat your uncle to get all the chicken. (laughs) God, take care of your table, man. You're not going to go hungry. He's going to meet every need in your life. He's He's got you. As we become confident in who we are in Christ, we don't have to prove ourselves to others. We can serve them. And think about that. When we are secure in who we are in Christ, we don't ever have to prove ourselves to others. We can serve others. As we realize our future is secure, we will be, able, we will be less inclined to worry about our per- personal assets and freely give to others. You're never more like Jesus than when you give. Because that's what he did. So you say, well, if you prefer one another, in, in preferring one another, is there ever any like reward or benefit from you? For you? Yes. We live in a world that loves to have reward or benefit. Man, you get that $10 off in that store. If you go spend 50 or more, you think you hit the jackpot. Well, the math on that is it still costs you 40 to get 10, and I think they won, but I'm not sure, right? I'm sorry, messing up somebody's shopping here. But, but, but we love to be rewarded. So look at Scripture. Go back to Philippians 2. Philippians 2. So here's Jesus. He is modeling the, the, the word preference, uh, preferring others. He is preferring others, okay? And, he, and God says this, Therefore, God exalted him, mm, Jesus, to the highest place. And gave him a name that's above every name. He preferred others, and in doing so, the Father exalted him to the highest place. Can I say this to you? You may never, ever, ever hear the applause of man on earth while you prefer others. But can I tell you that there is a party of high fives going up in heaven from your Father? He sees what you do. He sees it. And he's a rewarder of that. He's a rewarder of that. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humility is the attitude of preferring others. A humble person will prefer others. A proud, arrogant, cocky person ain't going to prefer nobody. Now, if they do prefer, they're probably doing it for your approval. And when it stops or when you're not watching, they don't prefer. But Jesus said, I want you to be a people that has an audience of one, and that's the Father. And if nobody else claps for you, just know I am. Well done, my good and faithful servants, when you prefer one another. Once you close your eyes, bow your heads with me. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. If you're on the uh, ministry team this morning, you're welcome as well to come up. So here's what I want to ask you this morning. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, no one looking around. This, this one another series is very personal. 
And so this is not about like who you're sitting with. This is about you. Are you, are you currently practicing the one another of preferring one another? Are you a person that is preferring others? Are you a person that's consumed with you? You've got to get your eyes off of you and put them on others. And if selfishness is, 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 a, is a, just a bondage, it's got a hold on you, it's a stronghold, you fight it all the time, can I tell you this? You don't have to walk out of here today with that same chain of heaviness, of selfishness on you. Selfish people are usually not happy very long and consistently happy because they've always got to meet their own needs. Let God meet your need and take care of you and you serve and put your eyes on others and you'll be a happy person. So today, I want you to ask the Father, how's my preferring looking to you? What needs to change about me? What do you want to do different in me so that I see other people and prefer other people? Because I trust you, Father. You're a good, good Father. Help me to model that to you. If you're here this morning and you need prayer, that's what we're here for. Okay? You come. Altar or to these couples. They'll pray over you. If you want to join the church, if you say, man, this is my church home. I love it here. I feel the presence of the Lord. I love this place. You want to come this morning and join? We had two families join the first service. Come on. 1030, you can do it too. All right? So I'm going to pray for us. And then we're going to stand and worship. And you come if you need to come. Father, your Holy Spirit has spoken. We have gathered in your presence. Now may we do what you're asking us to do. For on the other side of obedience is always blessing. May we bless ourselves today by being obedient to you. Holy Spirit, move us now for your glory. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 